the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Dr. Michael Oren joins us from Israel. We've been relying on Dr. Oren for many, many years, former Israeli ambassador to the United States, former deputy minister in an earlier Netanyahu government and author extraordinaire to bring us the good news in the best of times and now the worst of times to keep us up to date. Good morning, Dr. Oren. Um, I have been unable to shake off the feeling of dread that I assume most Israelis are walking around with on a daily basis. What is generally just the mood in Israel today? You know, we're a week and a half into this war, Hugh, and the state of Israel, and I mean the state, the psychological state, has not moved beyond uh, a week ago last Saturday. We're still there. And it keeps getting deeper, not not less, because we just found out. Whereas we thought we had maybe 100 plus uh, hostages, now we're officially saying there are 199 hostages, and I've just heard that the number's probably higher. Yeah, that's how I, re- I, I led the show with that, too, because it's a gut punch. And I haven't moved beyond that either. And I, I think a lot of the news is trying to move beyond that. But it's like 9-11. We didn't move beyond 9-11 for years. And I, I don't know why we expect Israelis to do it. Wait, this is 9-11 writ 15 times. This is the equivalent of not 3,000 Americans being killed on 9-11, but 40,000 Americans being killed on 9-11. And many thousands taken hostage. Uh you have 30 times our population, at least. So this is what it's like. And we all know people. Everyone knows everyone going to funerals. And I'm, I'm sitting with people and they get a phone call. The problem is that the bodies were so mutilated, were so mutilated, that there there's still hundreds of bodies that haven't been identified yet. So families are still finding out. I was just with somebody, um, a friend of mine, a psychologist, who found that one of his friend's uh, daughters had just been identified among the bodies. So this is, this is intensely personal and intensely traumatic. Uh, and on top of that, we're about to go to war in a big way. In a big way. Now, so, I want to turn to yeah. that. I, I was talking last night with the Fetching Mrs. Hewitt about Ronit and Yossi. They were a couple of Israelis who lived yeah. in the United States uh, 30 years ago, helped us with child care for a couple of years until their baby Roy was born. I assume Roy, at the age of 29, has been uh, called up if he wasn't already on active duty. Yeah. And I, isn't everyone mobilized, basically? Yeah, about three I have three uh, people who assist me, all, all young men. They're all in the Army. They're all in combat units. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, those who aren't in the Army, like me, have, have, have guilt complexes about it, really. Um, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm working with a wonderful um, fund in New York that is uh, promoting, that hires a, a great PR company, Javelin, to uh, put me on a newscast. So I'm pretty much in the news from early evening to early morning every day. Um, and I think I'm, you know, doing what I can for the state of Israel, but I probably trade it all in to get back into uniform. That's um, a, everyone feels this way. 
I, I have been amazed by the stories of the grandpa general drove down, killed terrorists and got his grandchildren. I know there's lots of heroism, but the 199 numbers a gut punch. Let me read you the story yes. from U.S. Int uh, Defender this morning. U.S. defense officials have reportedly convinced the Israeli government not to launch a preemptive strike on Hezbollah forces in Lebanon, with them promising that U.S. naval assets in the Eastern Med, including the Ford, will provide military assistance. I don't even know if you can rely on, on President Biden. It looks to me like he's now circling back on his full-throated support, and it looks to me like Tony Blinken's doing a lot of that, too. What is your assessment of the Hezbollah threat and whether or not Israel will strike first? Right. Well, first, yesterday they also announced that, that uh, Biden's going to visit here in the coming days. Uh, which is going to be uh, very interesting. I imagine he would land at another airport, not a major airport. He'd be on like a uh, to Jerusalem. Um, but it will also his visit will also be greeted by uh, an extra special barrage, uh, gifts of our of the people in Hamas. Um, uh, on Friday, I published an article in the in the Hebrew Press. We have a, a leading paper. It's called Israel Yom, Israel Today, and I suggested in this article that maybe we are attacking the wrong people. Listen to how they trying to talk about this. Hamas isn't, I explained that Hamas isn't going anywhere. Hamas is trapped. And we can continue to pound Hamas from the air, from the sea, from the ground. But the far greater threat is Hezbollah. Um, Hezbollah has, if, if Hamas has 15,000 rockets, a lot. Uh, Hamas has 150,000 rockets. Um, many of them are accurate rockets. They're buried under houses and villages in southern Lebanon. They have a, a a military force that has fought in Syria for 10 years. Um, they're exactly the same terrorists. They will do to the people of the North what Hamas did to the people of the South. And that now we have some measure of international backing. Now we have these aircraft carriers off our coast. Maybe we should focus our attention on Hezbollah because eventually these people are going to attack us anyway. And what's going to happen is if we go into Lebanon, if we go into, into Gaza, and it looks like uh, we're going to conquer Gaza and defeat Hamas, because it'd be very difficult for, to me to imagine that Hezbollah will sit there quietly. And they're already not. They've already killed four of our soldiers That's, with mortar barrages. So this has caused a bit of a ruffle here. Some I wanted to get people to think about this. And, uh, and to a certain degree, that's been a discussion here now. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, the National Security Cabinet meets tonight. Uh, The three-person, Galan, Gantz, and Netanyahu, do you yeah. think they're actively considering that? Because it seems to me that would be rational. And when Marshall sat down with FDR and they sat down with Churchill and, and they just said, yeah. we're, we'll get to Japan, we'll fight some on Japan, but we're going to take out the Nazis first. It's that kind of decision, right. isn't it? 
it's, it's what Ben Gurion did in 1948, where we were attacked by all different directions. He said, first we liberate Jerusalem, then we liberate the Galilee, and then we turn to the Negev, to the south, where the Egyptian army was, because the Egyptian army wasn't going anywhere. And it, was, it, it, it basically was hunkering down in the Negev. And, and Ben Gurion won. We were at the stake because of that. You know, he did triage. And, uh, you know, we're, we are at maximum mobilization here. We've got 360,000 reservists called up. That's in addition to a standing army. It's probably about 100, 125,000. This is an army as big as the army sent into Iraq in 2003. Huge. But we cannot remain at this level indefinitely. These are the most productive people in the Israeli society, young women and men. It's our high-tech sector. Uh, right now we have you no know, tourism. We can't remain like this forever. And you, you can't do this every Tuesday. So if we have this massive force at our disposal, why not think about getting rid of a threat which eventually, eventually is going to be used against us? Um, and we can't, it's a sword of Damocles over our heads. And I think we have to address it. Uh, and Iran has threatened to get involved as well. And I, I still, yeah. we, we can't get President Biden to uh, uh, stipulate that Iran was involved in the Hamas attack. And I, I do not. Well, Tony believe- Lincoln has said something, I think. I mean, that, I, I, they're into that. Biden's speech did not have the word Iran in it. Many people know that that here, even though it was, a, it was an extraordinary speech. Um, now I think they're coming around to it. And I, I think the big question here is what will people ask you here? Will, will Biden pull the trigger? And you know, I think he will. I, think, I don't think he's moved up these huge assets, the Eisenhower, Ford, and the combat groups around them uh, just for show. I don't think he'll put boots on the ground, but he could definitely use the, the air power. He could use the missile power. These, um, I've been on these aircraft carriers. They pack a wallop that you can't believe. They're an army into themselves. And it's also 5,000 sailors on one of them. And so Hezbollah has yes. the ability to strike that missile. I, I, this is why I want American politics to get itself sorted out and get a speaker, because we're on the yes. cusp of this. I want to go back to the hostages, Dr. Oren. 199. Yes. Many of them are babies, right? Children. Has Hamas communicated? Hamas survivors. <laughs> I just have been visiting one of these families. I just came right now. And he's hot off. Oh my gosh! Completely devastated emotionally, but and has Hamas said anything about them? Have they communicated? They could, they could surrender the hostages. They could um, de-escalate if they wanted to. Yeah, they 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 are going to use the hostages the way they use their own civilian population, which is as human shields. And so the the hostages are another level of human shield. Have they released um, any videos of them? And in Hebrew media, I just can't read it. I just want to know, is there any news of them at all? Right. So um, I couldn't hear. There was a, some noise in the background. What did you just ask you? Sorry. I just asked if there's any news from Gaza about the hostages in any way. I don't know. This family I just visited hadn't heard anything. That's they, just, they, just they torture. Even, they won't even list, you know, list. They're putting together lists of people who, you know, who saw them in the hospital or saw them somewhere or saw them being taken away. Um, you know, I look at my kids, I look at my grandkids and think, you know, what if, what, 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 what would I do in that situation? Because I'm sure you've been down in those regions before. Uh, let me close this way, Dr. Oren, in terms of, yeah. of uh, what, what the world is doing. You know, Salem has got uh, an alliance with the International Association of Christians and Jews trying to raise money to help Israel. Is the world yeah. stepping up like it did for Ukraine and should for Israel as the mobilization, as you rightly point out, costs an enormous amount of money and, and is putting a lot of people yeah. in distress? Well, I think um, communities are. I don't think we're getting assistance from, from governments. 
uh, the way Ukraine did. Um, and my biggest concern right now is someone who's dealing with the foreign press is that the narrative has changed. Yes, it is. And it starts, it started with the Europeans, of course, and it's working its way into, uh, into the United States. I had some, if you look at, I was just on CBS Sunday morning, um, and take a look at what they did. Take a look at the games. You have a chance to download it. So well, I, I, I listened to Margaret Brennan quizzing uh, Ron DeSantis yesterday, and the yeah. questions imply that Israel is acting without restraint. It, it's crazy. It's about Palestinian suffering. Now. Yes. And, um, and some of these interviews I'm doing, they don't even, you know, don't even recall our suffering. So, you know, that narrative's changing. And that, you know, our, I always say that our enemies don't have a, a military strategy. They have a military tactic that serves a media a diplomatic and legal strategy. Okay, so what do they want to do? Hamas wants to create this narrative of Palestinian suffering. Israelis are, are disproportionate and cruel. That then becomes protests in the streets of Europe. That then becomes pressure in the Security Council. And the Security Council imposes a ceasefire before we have a chance to actually get at Hamas. That's what Hamas wants. That's their shield. It's been nine days. It works very well. I- I, I just can't even believe it because it's been nine days since they slaughtered 1,400 right. people and kidnapped 200. And, and nine days, and people yeah. are, are putting pressure on Israel. So good luck oh. to you. And, uh, Thank uh, you, uh, Lucio. Stick with us. We've oh, of course. Very, very of course. Much. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Dr. Michael Oren from Tel Aviv this morning. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.